Hello, and welcome back to Camp Off Blood Storytime with me, Kitty. Now, if you haven't listened to the first episode, go listen to that. Why aren't you listening to it right now? Hmm? 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 Sorry if my voice cracks at points. I was screaming a lot at break time. Um, so yeah. Um, also, it's quite late, so sorry if I'm tired. Sorry if the audio's not good. I'm using earphones for the first time on this podcast, even though I've only done two episodes, one of which was the trailer. But uh, yeah, I got some feedback from my friend Addie uh, from Duty to the Clan, and she's hit over like a uh, hundred views, I think. So please do check out that and celebrate that. Yay! Uh, recommend this podcast to your friends if they like Cap Off Blood or Percy Jackson or whatever I'm trying to say. But uh, yeah, and I thought it was about time I read the second ta- part because it's been a long time. Um. Yeah, so let's hope this works. <clears throat> so I think we just finished at Miss Dodds. Would you lead us back outside? So I'll continue reading from there. The class drifted off, the girls holding their stomachs, the guys push- pushing each other around and acting like doofuses. Grover and I were about to follow when Mr. Brunner said, Mr. Jackson, and I knew what was coming. I told Grover to keep on going. Then I turned to Mr. Brunner. Sir? Mr. Brunner had this look that wouldn't let you go, intense brown eyes that could have been a thousand years old and had seen everything. You must learn the answer to my question, Mr. Brunner told me, about the Titans, about real life, and how your studies apply to it. Oh, what you learn from me, he said. It's vitally important. I expect you to treat it as such. I will only accept the best from you, Percy Jackson. I wanted to get angry, and this guy pushed me so hard. I mean, sure, it was kind of cool on tournament days when he sh- dressed up in a suit of uh, Roman armour and shouted, What ho! and challenged us, sword point against chalk, to run to the board and name every Greek and Roman person who had ever lived and their mother and what god they worshipped. But Mr. Brunner expected me to be as good as everybody else, despite the fact I have dyslexia and attention deficit disorder. I th- hope I said that right, sorry if I didn't, and I have never made it above a C-, a C minus in my life. No, he didn't expect me to be as good, he expected me to be better, and I just couldn't learn all those names and facts, much less spell them correctly. I mumbled something about trying harder, while Mr. Brunner took one long sad look at the steel, like he'd been at the girl's funeral. He told me to go outside and eat my lunch. The class gathered on the footsteps, front stop steps of the museum where we could watch the foot traffic along fifth avenue overhead a huge storm was brewing with clouds blacker than i'd ever seen over the city i figured maybe it was global warming or something because the weather all across new york state had been weird since christmas we'd had a massive snowstorm flooding wild flooding wildflowers white wildfire wild wild Fires, not wild flowers. Though, uh, please tell me which one's better. And from lightning strikes. I wouldn't have been surprised if this was a hurricane blowing in. Nobody seemed to notice. Some of the guys were pelting pigeons with lunch cra- with lunchable crackers. Nancy Bobbifit was trying to pickpocket something from a lady's bag. And of course, Miss Dodds wasn't seeing a thing. Grover and I sat at the edge of the fountain away from the others, and we thought that maybe if we did, 
that maybe everybody wouldn't think no we were part of that school the school for losers freaks who couldn't make it anywhere else detention grover asked nah i said not from brunner i just wish he'd lay off me sometimes i mean i'm not a genius grover didn't say anything for a while then when i thought he was going to give me some deep philosophical comment to make me feel better he said can i have your apple I didn't have much of an appetite, so I let him take it. I watched the stream stream of cabs going down Fifth Avenue and thought about my mum's apartment, only a little way uptown from where we sat. I hadn't seen her since Christmas. I wanted to so badly to jump into the taxi and head home. She'd hug me and be glad to see me, but she'd be disappointed too. She'd send me right back to Yancey, remind me that I had to try harder, even if this was my sixth grade school, my sixth school in, in six years, and I was probably going to be kicked out again. I wouldn't be able to stand that sad look she'd give me. Mr. Brunner parked his wheelchair at the base of the handicapped ramp. He ate celery while he read a paperback novel. A red umbrella stuck out, stuck up from the back of his chair, making it look like a motorised cafe table. I was about to unwrap my sandwich when Nancy Bobbuffet appeared in front of me with her big ugly friends. I guess she'd gotten tired of stealing from the tourists and dumped her half-eaten lunch in Grover's lap. Oops, she grinned at me with those crooked teeth. Her freckles were orange, as if someone had spray-painted her face with liquid Cheetos. I tried to stay cool. The school counsellor told me a million times, count to ten, get control of your temper, but I went mad. My mind went black. A wave roared in my ears. I didn't remember touching her, but the next thing I knew, Nancy was sitting on her butt in the fountain screaming Percy push me Miss Dodds materialised next to us some of the kids whispered did you see the water like it grabbed her I didn't know what they were talking about all I knew was that I was in trouble again as soon as Miss Dodds was sure poor little Nancy was okay promising to get her a new shirt at the museum gift shop etc etc Miss Dodds turned on me There was a triumphant fire in her eyes, as if I'd done something she'd been waiting for all semester. Now, hon, I know I grumbled a month of erasing textbooks. That wasn't the right thing to say. Come with me, Miss Dodd said. Wait, Grover yelped. It was me. I pushed her. I started, I stared at him, stunned. I couldn't believe that he was trying to cover for me. Miss Dodd scared Grover to death. She glared at him so hard his whiskery chin trembled. I don't think so, Mr. Underwood, she said, but you will stay here. Grover looked at me desperately. It's okay, man, I told him. Thanks for trying. Honey, Miss Dodds barked at me. Now, Nancy Bullifet smirked. I gave her my deluxe, I'll kill you later, stare. I then... I then turned to face Miss Dodds, but she wasn't there. She was standing at the top of the museum entrance, way at the top of the steps, gesturing impatiently to me t- for me at me to come on. How'd she get there so fast? I have 
moments like that, when my brain fail, falls asleep or something, and the next thing I know I've missed something, as if a puzzle piece fell out of the new universe and left me staring at the blank place behind it. The school counsellor told me this was a part of my ADHD brain, misinterpreting things. I wasn't so sure. I went after Miss Dodds. Halfway up the stairs, I glanced back at Grover. He was looking pale, cutting his eyes between me and Mr. Brunner, like he wanted Mr. Brunner to notice what was going on, but Mr. Brunner was absorbed in his novel. I looked back up. Miss Dodds had disappeared again. She was now inside the building at the entrance, at the end of the entrance hall. Okay, I thought. She was going to make me buy a new shirt for Nancy Bobberfett at the gift shop. But apparently, that wasn't the plan. I followed her deeply into the museum. When I finally caught up with her, we were back in the Greek and Roman section. Except for, except for us, the gallery was empty. Miss Dodd stood with her arms crossed in front of a big marble freezer of the gods. She was making this weird noise in her throat, like a growling. Even though, even without the noise, I wouldn't have... It, I wouldn't be nervous. I wouldn't have been nervous. It was weird being alone with a teacher. Miss Dodds. Especially Miss Dodds. Something about the way she looked at me, at the frazier, as if she wanted to pulverise it. You've been giving me... You've been giving us problem, hun, she said. I did the safe thing. I said, yes, ma'am. She tugged on the cuffs of her leather jacket. Did you really think you were going to get away with it? The look in her eyes was beyond mad. It was evil. She's a teacher, I thought nervously. It's not like she's going to hurt me. I said, I'll try harder, ma'am. Thunder shook the building. We're not fools, Percy Jackson, Miss Dodd said. It it was only a matter of time before we found you out and confess and you will suffer less painfully. I didn't know what she was talking about. All I could think of was teacher must have found my the illegal stash of candy I'd been selling out of my dorm room. Or maybe they realised I got my essay on Tom Sawyer from the internet without even reading the book. And now they were going to take away my grade. Or worse, they were going to make me read the book. Well, she demanded. Ma'am, I didn't... I don't... Your time is up, she hissed. Then a weird thing happened. Her eyes began to glow like barbecued coals. Her fingers stretched, turning into talons. Her jacket melted into large, leathery wings. She wasn't human. She was shriveled hag with bat wings and claws and a mouth full of yellow fangs, and she was about to slice me into ribbons. Then things got even stranger. Mr. Brunner, who'd been in the f- out in the front of the museum a few minutes before, wheeled his chair into the doorway of the gallery, holding a pen in his hands. What ho, Percy, he shouted, and tossed the pen into the air. Miss Dodds lunged at me. With a yelp, I dodged and felt Helen slash the air next to me up my ear. I snatched the ballpaint pen out of the air, but when it hit my hand, it wasn't a pen anymore. It was a sword, Mr. Brunner's bronze sword, which he always used on tournament days. Miss Dodds spun it towards me with a murderous look in her eyes. My knees were jelly. My hands were shaking so bad, I almost dropped the sword. She snarled, Die, honey! And she flew straight at me. Absolute Absolute terror ran through my body. I did the only thing that came naturally.
I swung the sword. The metal blade hit her shoulder and passed clean through her body, as if she were made out of water. Hiss! Miss Dodds was a sand castle in a power fan. She exploded into yellow powder, vaporized on the spot, leaving nothing but the smell of splar and dying screeching and chill of evil in the air, as if those two glowing red eyes were still watching me. I was alone. There was a ballpoint pen in my hand. Mr. Brunner wasn't there. Nobody was there but me. My hands were trembling. My lunch must have been contaminated with magic mushrooms or something. Had I imagined the whole thing? I went back outside. It had started to rain. Grover was sitting by the fountain, a museum map tent over his hand. Nancy Bobbuffet was standing there, soaked from her swimming in the fountain, from her swimming in the fountain, grumbling to her f- ugly friends. When she saw me, she said, "I hope Miss Care whipped your butt." I said, "Who? Our teacher, doll." I blinked. We had no teacher named Mrs. Care. I asked Nancy what she was talking about. She just rolled her eyes and turned away. I asked Grover where Mrs. Dodds was. Who? he said. But he paused first, and he wouldn't look at me, so I thought he was messing with me. Not funny man, I told him. This is serious. Thunder boomed overhead. I saw Mr. Brunner sitting under the, under his red umbrella, reading his book, as if he'd never moved. I went over to him. He looked up, a little distracted. Ah, that would be my pen. Please bring your own writing utensil in the future, Mr. Jackson. I handed it over. I hadn't even realised I was still holding it. Sir, I said, where's Miss Dodds? He stared at me blankly. Who? The other chaperone, Miss Dodds, the pre-algebra teacher. Sorry if I said that wrong. He frowned and sat forward, looking mildly concerned. Percy, there is no Miss Dodds on this field trip. As far as I know, there has never been a Miss Dodds at at Yancey Academy. Are you feeling all right? And that is the end of chapter one taken two episodes and a lot of time to do but i hope you enjoyed it um please listen to this more and if uh, i will do a next episode but it may take a while um if you're liking this why not read the book yourself or if you don't like reading it listen to this podcast if you like this podcast share it with your friends do things like that um once again this is percy jackson and the lightning faith and you've been listening to camp half pod story time with me kitty See you again, hopefully. Bye.